You're listening to The Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Nagel. I lead our consultant program here at Genesis. Genesis just released a new global study of over 11,000 consumers in 15 countries across North America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. It's titled The Connected Customer Experience, CX Defines Brand Success for Consumers Today. I interviewed the Genesis leaders that managed the study, Claire Beatty and Ginger Conlon. They shared a lot of insights I think you'll find fascinating, including how people's feelings have changed over the course of the pandemic and how building trust and loyalty with today's disconnected consumers requires companies to radically rethink the customer experience. Here's our conversation. All right, Claire and Ginger, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Tell us about yourselves, your backgrounds, and your roles at Genesis. Thank you, Scott. Uh, my name is Claire Beattie. I'm Senior Director for Thought Leadership at Genesis. My background is in research and editorial. I was previously the, uh, the Head of Custom Content for MIT Technology Review, and I am currently based in Nairobi, Kenya. Fascinating. Wow, that's a great background. And Ginger? Well, I'm hailing from New York City, and I have covered customer experience, marketing and sales for all of my career as an editor and writer uh, to write thought leadership about the customer experience because it's one of my favorite areas of coverage. Well, that's great. Thank you both for the intros. So today we're going to talk about the report that you just produced. It's called The Connected Customer Experience, CX Defines Brand Success for Consumers Today. So tell me, why does CX define brand success for consumers today? We really wanted to find out how consumers around the world had experienced the pandemic, COVID-19, what their life experience had been, how they'd had you know, struggled or thrived, how it had affected their happiness, their wellness, their patience with other people, their anxiety and their behavior, how they were interacting with other people's in their lives socially and also with the companies that they were interacting with. So we did this huge, uh, huge survey, 11,000 consumers globally, the US, Latin America, Europe, Asia Pacific. And we asked about all these different areas of their lives. And we found that about 40% of consumers have found the pandemic to be really hard and that it has left them feeling less connected to others. So generally more socially isolated, more unhappy, their physical and their mental health has, has declined and their anxiety has increased a lot. And Many of them, a significant proportion, are actually looking also to companies for that sense of outside contact. And digital interactions have increased exponentially. People are much more confident and comfortable with using digital channels. People are even much more willing to video conference with companies, for an example. And, and what we also found out is that consumers have extremely high expectations of companies. 
70% say that a company is only as good as its customer experience. And we also found that there's a big gap to close. Many companies might think that they're on the right track. They're providing all these digital channels. They're making self-service easier. But actually, a third of consumers say that dealing with customer experience is always a hassle. And yeah. that throughout the pandemic, only about half would say that they have experienced good service. So there's still a really big gap to close. Absolutely. You know, when you were talking, I was thinking how I've often heard that companies most of the time think they're giving better customer service than their customers think they are. So the question is, what should companies do? Well, it is time for companies to really up their empathy game. Consumers said that they want empathy more than anything else. They want to be listened to by someone who's willing to take the time to understand their needs fully so they can resolve their issue in that first conversation, even if it takes more time than a speedy resolution. Right. You know, but a speedy resolution, interestingly, is still important. Out of the top three things, that was number two, then followed by personalization. So you know, lead with empathy in all interactions. And that doesn't necessarily mean just being nice. Yes, definitely. You should be nice. Your frontline staff should seem concerned and do their best to have that empathetic conversation. But it's also, do you have the technology that's supporting your frontline staff, giving them the information or insights that they need to deliver that great experience? Or you know, is that great experience to the customer a quick bot interaction? So are you making sure that that's available and that that gives them the, the results they need quickly? And as Claire was saying, digital is essential, right? Give them all those channels that make sense for your business and for them because they are more open to it than ever before. You know, the 100% growth in video chat. Now, you know, that's a big number, but it was, you know, from four to eight percent to eight percent. But that's a significant jump in, sure. in customers' willingness to have those types of conversations. You know, web chat increased, interacting with bots increased in self-service. So all of those things, customers are more willing to take a chance on. Even interactions via text messages has seen an increase. So as I said, personalization is still a priority. Customers feel that when companies collect data on them, they're going to deliver a better customer experience. In fact, two and three consumers worldwide believe that when companies collect customer data, that they're going to then have a better customer service experience as a result of that. So definitely use data to improve the customer experience because customers, they're more willing to give that data in exchange for that experience. Sure. You know, when you talk about bots, it almost, my first inclination is that's not a very empathetic or personal situation, but you're saying it isn't a negative thing necessarily. It's if someone's looking for speed and they just want to, you know, check the status of a package or check that they're, or just, you know, update their, their account information really quickly. Right. And they don't want to have to go through searching on your website or a whole, you know, menu when they call in. Just give them that bot and let them take care of it quickly themselves. Sure. And that's empathetic because then they want to get on with their day and you're helping them get on with their day. No, that makes sense. When you say empathetic or the word empathy, tell us what you mean by that. Really? Yeah, I know we could look it up in a dictionary. What do you mean after this whole study when you say the word empathy? 
I think what we mean is that meet the customer on their journey. So understanding what the customer is trying to achieve and then getting them to a complete resolution that completely meets their needs as efficiently as possible. And and, and their need might be to, you know, as Ginger was saying, to complete something very transactional very quickly, in which case, if you have the right technology, you can sense their intent and get them what they need as fast as possible. Or it's sensing that they actually need to do something complex that requires speaking to a human and routing them as efficiently as possible to the employee who has the right skills to be able to really resolve their problem or you know, sell them what they need. Maybe they're asking for um, for a product or an explanation, or they, they you know they've got something. But it's actually understanding their intent ahead of time and getting them to the right place without them having to jump through hoops, repeat yeah. themselves, be passed around without context. It's really being in the shoes of that customer, and that's what we mean by empathy. Well, that's great. Very well put. So I was going to ask you for real world examples. Can you share an example of a company that you'd consider they're really delivering empathetic experiences? Yeah, certainly. I think there's so many fantastic examples have come out through COVID-19 of companies really wanting to to create a community, to support their community, to, to support their customers. And some examples um, that we highlighted in the report, a a supermarket chain in the UK that also provides funeral care services. And obviously, you know, COVID's been such a traumatic time. They actually rapidly upgraded their technology environment, provided lots of additional training to be able to provide their call channels um, and and contact channels 24-7 and rapidly expanded. And, and, you know, for people who are in, in need of that kind of service, that was hugely empathetic. Um, another example is, is from a sports team in the UK as well. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the sporting community provides a real touch point for a lot of people, a lot of elderly people as well. So when uh, sports were no longer happening, matches were cancelled, they actually created an outbound calling campaign for some of their more vulnerable s- supporters to provide that community service and, and create that sense of connection with their customers. Um, We also um, spoke to a financial services company in Australia that had completely changed their employee questioning model to focus much more on providing rapport, like sharing the location of where the employee is based and changing their model. So rather than pushing through to a solution, they're spending much more time on questioning and, and listening so that people really feel that they're needs are being understood and met and that this is the only time they are going to have to ring up and call because somebody is really listening. So we saw loads of fantastic examples of empathetic customer service. Oh, that's exciting. That's great. Yeah. And speaking of employees, Textile is an example that we have in the report of a company that focused on the employee experience because they understand how important taking care of your employees is to then creating that great customer experience. So textile, they once they realized that people needed to work from home, yeah. they acted really quickly with their partners, 700 people in North America working from home within a week. 
all the technology that they needed. Fortunately, some of them already had laptops, so that made it a little bit easier, but got them set up with, you know, the hardware and software that they needed to work from home and be safe. Of course, their their call volume went up because they are a fashion company. And so the supply chain slowdowns, orders were delayed. So they said to their agents, take the time that you need to serve the customers. Don't worry about rushing through. Don't worry about average handle time. Let's just get these customers served. So it took a lot of pressure off. And then on the internal side, they wanted their frontline staff to feel the same level of engagement that they would had they been on site. So they upped the number of town halls, they launched some new things like motivational minutes where they got people together on you know, Zoom type calls to create that kind of water cooler moment where they sure. have chats about things that had nothing to do with work, just to talk about the day and get people together. And the management team made sure that they had more FaceTime with all the staff so that they stayed connected and knew what was going on, but also knew that the, to let the staff know that they were available to them whenever they needed it. You know, it's funny, as you're talking about this, I'm realizing we always think of great customer service, being empathetic to the customers. But what you're saying is you've got to start with your employees, because if you're treating your employees that well, they'll in turn then, right? Am I reading this right? Read, you know, Absolutely. So you recently posted this study on the Genesis website and for you listeners, you really need to check it out because it comes to life. It's animated, super engaging. And you mentioned earlier, it's a global study. So how broad was it? Yeah, we surveyed uh, 11,000 consumers across 15 countries. Generally, the trends were actually quite consistent. The differences were in the order of magnitude around different trends. We found that consumers in the US and in Latin America had had the most challenging experience of the pandemic. We did the survey in, in April of this year, sort of March, April of this year. And that's when COVID was really spiking in, in India. They were having a horrendous time yeah. um, in places like Brazil. And, and that really came through the data. But I think some of the other countries were a little bit more surprising. Like, for example, Singapore has been pretty much shut off to the world since last March. And they've had quite a controlled number of cases. Life has been pretty normal. But actually, psychologically, the impact of COVID was quite hard on people there. And one of the things that we speculated is because so many Singaporeans are non-residents. They have a family overseas. And just to be like cut off from relatives for that long a period of time is really, really hard. So it was really interesting to see how the pandemic has affected people around the world. And then obviously, we looked at all the, the customer service trends. And one of the other things that we found really surprising was that in Europe, people contact customer service, they interact with companies far less frequently than any other region. So just 16% say that they have any interaction with customer service at least once a month. And if you think about that for companies, that's just that provides them with so few opportunities to make a great impression. So yeah. all of these interactions, they really, really count. And it's just so important to, to create a fantastic experience. That's interesting. Why do you, is that a cultural thing? Why they have so few interactions there as compared to other countries? I mean, we, we really don't know the why behind that. 
the general trend in Europe was it was definitely sort of a, a di- digital delay compared to other regions. Latin America is like far, according to our data, far ahead of a lot of the other regions, followed by Asia Pacific and the US. Europe is lagging a bit. And I think it's potentially just a, a sort of knock on effect of that general digital delay that they're not interacting with businesses so frequently. Sure. And then how about generationally, millennials and Gen Z, and didn't you see differences there? We saw a little bit of difference. Generally speaking, more than half of millennials and Gen Z respondents said that the pandemic had been difficult for them. And then on the other side, about a third of baby boomers said it was difficult, but also a third said it wasn't difficult. So you know, that doesn't stand out as much as some of the regional differences did. I noticed the U.S. seemed to hit the hardest, and I, I really re- noticed that when I was reading the report. Is that an easy answer? Why, why is that? Is it just the, our culture here in the U.S. that it hit so hard? It seemed like it was maybe hit the hardest of all the regions that you surveyed? One of the things that, that we speculated was that there was a lot going on besides the pandemic in the U.S., right? So the elections, right. Black Lives Matter, there was so much going on that just, it was just kind of a pile on. Mm. So that could have been part of why the numbers stood out so much in the U.S. No, thank you for that. That makes sense. Well, this has been great. I encourage the listeners to read the report. It's on the Genesis website, but I just kind of wanted to ask you both from a personal standpoint, were there any surprises when you did this? And when you wrapped it up, was there anything that stood out that maybe you didn't expect? I think for me, what was really surprising was just how Latin America has just leapt to digital. They're spiking across all of the the categories, the digital channels, the hours per day that they're spending on interacting with people on apps. Their usage of apps was just so much higher than, than I think we were expecting. So I think the, if, you're, if you're looking at the regional reports, the Latin America report is definitely interesting. Very good. How about you, Ginger? For me, it was interesting that about one in six people called customer service just to hear a human voice, just to have a conversation with somebody. It shows the power that brands have to do good by being empathetic and being there for their customers. Very good. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. Any final words from either of you before we wrap? No, I think just thank you for having us, Scott. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right. I really enjoyed talking to both Claire and Ginger together. This report is on our website. Just go to genesis.com forward slash report forward slash the connected customer experience. Now there's dashes between each word. So once again, genesis.com forward slash report forward slash the dash connected dash customer dash experience. If you have any questions about the report or anything related to Genesis, don't hesitate to contact us. You can reach us via email at consultantrelations at genesis.com or reach out to your Genesis channel manager or account executive Hey, thanks again for joining us. Remember, you can follow us at your favorite podcast provider.